Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. We've got the uh, guy that tried to shut the engines down uh, out of the cockpit, and he uh, doesn't sound like he's causing any issue in the back right now. I think he's subdued. Other than that, uh, yeah, we want law enforcement as soon as we get on the ground and park. That would be the captain of the Alaska Airlines flight that was diverted to Portland. It was on its way from San Francisco. Uh, I forgot where they were going. They were they were going to San Francisco right. from Everett, Washington, and had to divert to Portland. Who is that guy? 43-year-old Joseph D. Emerson, who was riding in the jump seat in the cockpit. Apparently, after the plane had taken off, according to the flight crew, that would be the captain and the co-pilot, uh, this Yahoo tried to get up by pulling the engine fire extinguisher handles. And what that basically does is shuts off the fuel to the engines, which basically shuts down the engines, which you do if you're in flight, I guess. And one of them catches fire, not both, but that's what the first thing you do is you shut down the fuel, obviously, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't continue to burn. But the captain and the first officer were able to get the engines back on. They didn't fail completely, which was probably the best news. And one of them or both of them, I would assume it was probably the co-pilot who was fighting with the crazy guy trying to shut down the plane and kill all these people. Uh, they got him subdued and they put him in those little, you know, plastic, what do you like, zip ties. Yeah, And exactly. stuck him in the back of the plane. But that, that captain's pretty calm considering of what just happened to his flight. So uh, they make the emergency landing. They have now charged this guy because the cops were waiting for him. They have charged him with 83 felony counts of attempted murder. Because there were 83 people on the plane. 83 counts of reckless endangerment and one count of endangering an aircraft. Here's the best part about this story, other than this crazed person. The best part is they talked to some of the passengers. This one woman, Aubrey Gavello, she was sitting in the back of the plane. She said, had no idea anything was going on until they came on and made the announcement. We were landing a little bit earlier. We were going to Portland instead of going to San Francisco. Yeah, it makes sense, right? I mean, if you don't hear or see any signs of turbulence or trouble. Yeah, how would you know? Sitting there eating your pretzels and watching your movie. I mean. (laughs) And she said her boyfriend, who was at the front of the plane, slept through the whole thing. Had no idea anything was going on. So no one on the plane, obviously, was aware of the situation, which was extremely critical, you would assume. Right. If you're trying to shut the engines down on a jetliner, not a good thing. Can you imagine you're sitting there watching a movie and you have no idea the chaos that's going on in the cockpit as they're trying to stop this pilot from crashing the plane. You know, it's weird because, I mean, I was married to a a commercial airline pilot Mm -hmm. for many, many years, and the things I learned were incredible. But the stuff that they do in the simulators for their tests, like American Airlines, I think it's every two years he had to go back and get they get retrained. And they go through some incredible things. His test for his, I think it was the 777, he had to land on an aircraft carrier in like 50-foot seas. Wow. (laughs) It was like incredible. So, I mean, they do, they throw all kinds of crap at you. They do a thing called charm school at American Airlines where they let the wives go. And we go through the training the husbands go through. And they put us in a, an, a simulator. Those things are incredible, yeah, by the way. Yeah, sure. But what the, the guy in the back, he's the guy that controls everything. Okay. He says, so where do you want to go? I said, let's go to Hawaii. He says, okay, we'll go to Hawaii. He goes, we're going to start in, say, New York. So he goes, we want Jay. He goes, we'll go to LaGuardia. So we're at LaGuardia. He goes, okay, now it's really hairy taking off from LaGuardia because you got to go this way, blah, blah. And I get some other woman whose wife is the co pilot. She sucked, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but he, it was a, he goes, it's a beautiful blue sky, sunny day. We take off. He goes, oh, hurricane. And next thing you know, the plane's shaking. Oh the winds gosh. come out of nowhere. I mean, it's like it's it's like it reenacts everything to the T. So they put you through, oh. they put you through a lot of training. Make so sure they, you're, you're they ready. kill off the engines after takeoff. You hit a flock of birds. You hit this. Uh, yeah. it, they do all. Well, and that's the thing, too. As you know, you're paid to be calm. 
Right? True. I mean, these these pilots, you're supposed to stay calm. You're you're trained on how to stay calm in you know crisis situations. They look for a typical psychological profile. Just so you know, they give you a psychological. At least they used to. I don't know if they do anymore. Because I failed it miserably. Oh, I no. never, I never would have been a pilot. Because I'd be I'm like, oh my god, somebody else. You get crazed and everything. Yeah, <laughs> I run away. <laughs> you start. Is there anybody else who can help us? No, <laughs> I, I just run away <laughs> and call for my kids. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm horrible at an emergency. I'm, I'm just horrible. So <laughs> a, anyway, but they said they didn't know. Okay, we spent far too much. No, it's time a great. It's a crazy story. It though. is. It's, it's almost as crazy as the guy with the body in the car, and we'll talk about him later. <laughs> Oh, geez. Um, uh, the hostage situation. Uh, this is pretty good. They uh, Hamas released two uh, elderly Israeli women who were taken uh, like three weeks ago. One of them, uh, the 85-year-old, she's uh, been talking to everybody uh, via her daughter, her daughter who, who, is, who is British and her son because she was speaking um, – Hebrew and, and every mm-hmm. time all the all the interviews are in Hebrew so right. and no one's translating for me yet so we can't play it for you unfortunately but the daughter said they the 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 woman is saying from the time she was captured which was horrific because they beat her they threw her on top of a motorcycle and they took her away they took her through this tunnel system she said it was like walking through a spider you know cave with little arms everywhere and spider webs everywhere literally and she said, when they first put us in a, a large hall, there were 25 of us gathered. And she said, then they took like five of us into a separate room. And she said, once they did that, she said, they treated us like gold. I don't know if all the other people in her group were as old as she was because they probably separated the elderly from the young people. Right. And she said, they gave us food. They were very nice to us. You know, she said, uh, they didn't do anything bad. And she said, one of the guys said, you know, I'm a Muslim. We're not going to hurt you. Well, that didn't work out too well when they went and killed, you know, yeah. women and children. But so true. But you know what? It makes you wonder. Just because you're a member of Hamas, so you were a member of Hamas because you're forced to be a member of Hamas. Maybe or some. they're going to kill you if you don't. So yeah, you convert. You know, you know I'm, I'm sure there are some people in that situation, but it doesn't excuse anything for me as far oh, as I'm I, concerned. I think they're they're animals. As she was leaving, this 85 year old woman grabbed one of her captors and said shalom to him. And people are like shocked. How could you yeah. do that? And she said, because they were very nice to me. Yeah, it's an interesting, you know, kind of like psychological game that they play, right? They come in, they they murder, they pillage, and all that stuff, and and then they're nice to you, right? And then and then they, they take you hostage, right? They beat you up when they take you hostage, and then once you get there, they're like, oh, you're my best friend. We're gonna take care of you. And then it's, it's just sick, Crazy. evil, twisted people. Yeah, it really is. It's 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 not it's not a good thing at all. So it's thankfully, like, at least you know, a, a couple of them got released. Hundreds more to go, including some some Americans still, and that's that's pretty much the only thing that is stopping Israel from moving in on their ground assault into Gaza. Well, it's I don't know if it's stopping them because they're they're taking the lead from apparently the Brits, the United States, us being the leader, saying hey, don't go in because you know they're going to kill these hostages if you go right. in. Don't go in and take them and you know invade Gaza until they're all gone. And if I were Hamas, which they are, and they know that, they're just going to release them piecemeal because it'll stop the invasion. For so long, I think Israel's finally going to say the hell with this nonsense. And they're going to go in, unfortunately. That's what they're warning. They're saying yeah. basically their patience is, is wearing thin. So, If you were in a lot of debt, which I am, what would you give up for two years? It's amazing. There's a new survey out. It's amazing what people would give up for two years. I would give up a lot. I, I'm I, right there with you. Yeah, so. I, I would give up a lot too, but one of them I would not, and other people would. And I'm like, what is wrong with? I would give up people? coming to work. That's well, that go. wasn't one of the answers. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> it was actually it meant you had to work more. Oh, so and I'll I'll tell you what that is. Okay, okay? and that's all that and what's going on with the Speaker of the House race? Bunch of bums. Oh my God, can they do anything right? These Republicans <laughs> makes me sick. Anyway, it's coming up next. Eight fifty WFTL. And the new Speaker of the House is <laughs> anybody's <me>. guess. <laughs> it's like it's like a potluck dinner in the Republicans. <laughs> what is up with them? They started with nine, and then yesterday uh, they're down to eight. Somebody uh, dropped out. Some guy that no one ever heard of before, to be quite honest with you. So uh, they're down to eight. They're going to have a secret uh, ballot, I guess, again today. Uh, can they not? Why can they not come? 
to a conclusion here because they can't figure out who's going to be the best puppet when it comes to their special interests of all the lobbyists and everything. That's all they care about. I am so sick of this. That's, why, that's why they got rid of Jim Jordan because he was actually going to try to get stuff done to be productive. Oh. You know, God forbid. Yesterday, uh, Dan Muser, he is a from Pennsylvania. He withdrew his name. Oh, who's Muser? Muser. I think oh. that's how you say his name. Uh, what are eight, we going to do? There are eight people left. Uh, they say the front runner is Tom Emmer. So we shall see if he comes out because he's backed by Kevin McCarthy. Oh, well, of course. Uh, so I, I just. So okay. he's, he's a baby. You know what's Kevin amazing McCarthy. is when Jim Jordan was running, it was him and Steve Scalise, okay? Scalise yeah. drops out, and then it's just Jim Jordan. So we all assumed Jordan was going to win. No, you get the, the anti MAGA idiots over here in the corner who refuse to let Jim Jordan win. So then, all of a sudden, nine people show up and say, oh, I'd like to be Speaker of the House. Where were you, like, a week ago? Right. Yeah, pretty much. I guess I, they figured, I just you know. don't know. Okay, it makes no sense to me. And where's the president while all this is going on? Oh, please. A anybody? That anybody? moron. <laughs> <laughs> where's the president? What president? He's taking a nap. Uh, he's uh, hosting the Prime Minister of Australia. Uh, there's an official state dinner tonight. I think there's there's some group from Miami that – I don't know if it's the band or somebody. There's some organization from Miami that's at the White House to help welcome the Australian prime minister. Well, isn't that nice? So that was nice for them. Yeah. You know? But uh, after I think after he does this, there's a state dinner tonight. I'm pretty sure they said he's going back to Delaware tomorrow. Not the prime minister, our president. <laughs> the prime minister probably – maybe he will go to Delaware too. Who knows? At the house that – was bought with cash for $2.7 million, yeah, apparently right. from the Chinese, but no yeah. one's talking about that. After, after a deal was done with Hunter threatening uh, yeah. his Chinese business partners. No, no, no big no, deal. No, Nothing no, to no, see no, there. No, no, no. That's not, that's all lies. Yeah. Dear, lies, it's lies, all circumstantial. Lies. It's all hearsay. Uh, no lie here. Uh, Bill is not here, if, if you could tell. He'll be back tomorrow. He's still in New York having a grand old time. He was riding the subway yesterday. I'm thinking, boy, are you packing? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be riding that thing without a gun, I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, it was him and his daughters. So I have such fear of going to New York City after all the horrific stories I've seen. Yeah, you just got to, you know, just like anywhere else, kind of be vigilant. Yeah, keep your head in a swivel. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I, I don't keep my head in a swivel in here, and I got to yeah. deal with you two. That's exactly it. That's right. <laughs> if you can survive Bill and I every day, you, you can go to New York City. I, I have a tendency to get a little crazy. So my brother, when I was younger, once told me, if you act crazy, people will avoid you like the plague. And it is so true. It works. You get in a fight with somebody and start acting crazy, they go, oh, okay, and they just back off. Yeah. And they kind of go, whatever you want. <laughs> and they walk away. So just act crazy. It works really well. Uh, no speaker. However, this was uh, the, the big news here. Locally, SeaWorld is making history. You know, SeaWorld's gotten a bad rep over what they did with the killer whales, and, and then that trainer got killed years ago, and, yeah. and it's been downhill ever since. Well, what you don't know is that SeaWorld does a lot for endangered species. They also are like the number one organization called anywhere on this side of the United States, I say this quadrant, the qu whenever there's a manatee in danger, they go and they save them. They have a whole, like, aquarium where they save you know, hurt manatees and they bring them back to health and then they release them again. Anyway, they uh, just bred three small tooth sawfish pups. They were born in July and you figure what's the big deal? It's a critically endangered species. Wow. It's only the second aquarium in the world to do it. Well, that's pretty cool. That's incredible. Uh, there are two females and one male and each is about two feet long. Uh, they have a similar resemblance to a shark. I, I have never run into one, but uh, I guess if you're into sea life, you know exactly where we're talking about. So congratulations to them. Well, I mean, that, and SeaWorld does do a lot of good work. Like you said, you know, they kind of got mired in controversy over the past years what or that? so. What is it? Black, was it Blackfish? Black, Blackfish? Black yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think what, that's what it was what called. It was, yeah. um, but, I mean, they, they do a lot of really good, like, conservation work and oh, things like that. Oh, they do incredible so. work, yeah. And Which is nice, but they've always done that, but it's never been the focus. It was right. always the killer whale show, the orca show, you right. know, because that brought in the money. Shamu, sure. You know, or whatever it was, Shamu. Hey, did you ever see Shamu? Oh, yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah. He, uh, we used then, to sit in, in the uh, splash zone. Of course, to yes. get wet, because it'd be like 900 degrees outside, and you'd pray to sit in the <laughs> splash right. zone. And you'd go there first, and then you'd spend the rest of the day in the park, and by the second ride, you were dry. You're Try. That's right. Uh, let me ask you a question. If you could get out of debt and you'd have to give up something for two years, what is it that you would give up? 
a lot. Okay. <laughs> just, just about anything. Okay. Let me <laughs> let me put you with the average American. They asked a bunch of Americans this, over a thousand. Would you give up exercising for two years to be totally debt free? I would. I wouldn't like it, but I would. I mean, I've given it up over the past four months to do uh, homeschooling with the kids. So oh. <laughs> I guess but I would do it for debt. I got a feeling they they're talking about just things like walking. You know, or, you know, riding a bike and not gotcha. going to a gym. But 52% would not. Wow. Really? That's, I, that's I a big kind number. Of surprised. I'm thinking, have you walked around this country? Yeah, maybe. There's that ma- not many fit people. Yeah, I'm well. just saying. Okay. <laughs> would you give up a car for a year to be debt free? I would. I just don't know how I would get to and fro. Yeah. Wow. This <laughs> but, morning, my car wouldn't start. So yeah, I had to steal well. my daughter's. <laughs> <laughs> I woke her up. I said, I'm taking your car. She's like, what? There you go. You can pick she me goes, up what work. am I going to do? I said, I don't know. Not my problem. You just, go to work at a different time. Just for the next year. You, 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 you pick me up. Would you, yeah. Would you give up your phone for a year? Yes. 22% said yes. Not even a second thought. 22%? Only 22% said what? yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> I would give it up. Would you give up streaming services for two years? Yes. 59 <laughs> said yes. Absolutely. Well, I don't know if I could give up Netflix. I'm sorry. To get out of debt? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's probably half the reason I am in debt. So I'm on Netflix. It costs so damn much. All the streaming services. How about giving debt? up Amazon for life? For life. That hurts, but yes. 42% would do it. Wow. That hurts. Social media for life. Oh, I'd yes. do that in a heartbeat. Yes, absolutely. Only 38% do that. Okay, let's, really? talk, let's talk about the important stuff. Alcohol. This, I was going to say, this sounds, like, <laughs> this sounds like they're talking to younger people who don't have a lot of debt yeah. and depend on their phones and social media. Alcohol. For two years, would you do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. 73% said <laughs> okay. yes. Sex. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> for how long? Two years. <laughs> oh, I might, I might take out a loan in that case. <laughs> 56% said yes. Really? Wow. That, that must have the women. older people. <laughs> are women. This is the one that got me, though. Would you give up your pet no. for a year? No, it's part of the family. Come on. No. Even the ones I don't like, I wouldn't give up. <laughs> and there's a couple of those. My kids keep on bringing things home. I have more cats than I know what to do with. I I'm know. like the crazy cat lady, and I didn't even get one of them. Do you? Another cat walks by you while you're watching no, TV. Who God, are you? People drop things off at my house all the time. Only twelve percent would do it. So that's that's. But the twelve percent of people would give up their pet. Yeah, that's, if it was a fish, I could understand a sure. goldfish. Yeah, okay. but you know, not a dog or a cat. No, or, you know, no, my horse. Are you kidding me? He comes first. My kids are funny. They said. <laughs> On national, on daughter day, you posted pictures of the animals, not us. (laughs) That's the hierarchy at the Ross Ranch. (laughs) Get a picture of Kong up there. (laughs) That's how it works. They they all know he's my boyfriend. Don't mess with him. (laughs) Anyway, are we done? Yes. Yes, Oh, we got rapid fire coming up next. I haven't a clue. Yeah, I do. Oh, I got a great story. You had the turtle story a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. I got one that tops it. The turtle that escaped that from escaped. the- That uh, escaped. This one escaped, too. This one tops yours. A different escape turtle? A tortoise escape oh, that goodness. is for the record books. Okay. That is so much more coming up next, 850 WFTL. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Well, that's where we all do a story, go around the room, and everybody else chimes in and usually trashes what we're talking about. Here we go. I don't know how you're going to trash this because this made me very, very happy. What? Olympic gymnast legend Mary Lou Retton back yes, home. Yes, happy ending for Isn't once. that nice? Uh, she was near death's door, according to her daughter. She has four daughters, by the way. Uh, she was in the hospital fighting some rare form of pneumonia, which and basically she couldn't breathe on her own. She had to be on a ventilator. Gosh, that's and scary. At first, it, it, it she was having no response to the medications they were giving her. Then she had like her daughter, because her daughter was always on Instagram keeping people abreast of what was going on. And she said, oh my God, she said, all of a sudden, it's like everything kicked in and, and she's doing better, she's doing better. Man. And then three days later, oh my God, she's back down to critical because right. something happened. I don't know what, but now... Uh, she's not, I guess she's done fighting for her life. However, she says, uh, the daughter says she has a long road to go. I think the most shocking thing about that was, other than Mary Lou Retton was on life support, was she had no insurance. So her daughter had to start, it was like a crowdfunding thing. It was on some site that I'm not familiar with, but they raised close to a half million dollars. Wow. So hopefully that covers more than a day in the hospital. 
And hopefully the hospital says, okay, you're Mary Lou Retton. You were America's sweetheart. You know, come on. I don't you know. won the first gold medal as an American in the all-around in, gym, in gymnastics. I don't know. You would think they would give her a break. We both know how these billing departments work in right. hospitals. So uh, She was uh, one of the few on the Wheaties box, when she w- and she was inducted into the International Gymnastics Hall of Fame in 1997. Oh. So she's home making a recovery. That was great. No, that was great to see. Great news. I, I My heart kind of skipped a beat yesterday because I saw the report come up I on know, the bottom. I I went, oh my God, don't tell me she died. That was my, fr- is, me too. You know, you see it Isn't come up and says, Mary Lou Retton. I'm like, oh, oh no. no. But then it's, it's home out of the ICU. I'm like, yay. <laughs> we have a standard joke here. We're all saying, hey guys, do you remember? Bill so goes, they died? They died, didn't they? <laughs> they died. And you'd be like, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm always the harbinger of it's bad always, news. It's always during the break. We'll just be sitting here checking on something, and Jen will be on the computer and say, Oh, you guys remember so-and-so? Yeah, yeah, what about him? He's dead. dead. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? So thankfully, no, that wasn't the was, case here. No, I, but I okay. thought the exact same thing, because you only saw the headline. You're right. We're so used to reading bad news I all know, the time. It's terrible. So good news. Yes. Well, you got bad news. I do. Well, what else? <laughs> Sorry. Is new? Okay. You know how to bring down a room, Dean, or no <laughs> doubt about it. Take us back oh, down. This is actually uh, all kidding aside. This is a huge story, and it is a sad story, unfortunately. And we didn't get to cover it yet today, so I wanted to bring it up. Uh, the super fog. Did you see this in Louisiana? No. Oh, geez. A it, super fog. Oh, it, was this because of that accident? That's right. Oh, my God, yes. It rolled in on I-55 oh. in Louisiana from this this accident mixed oh. with like the fog that was already out, the, the, the weather conditions, and it created what they called this catastrophic super fog where literally visibility became zero, like out of nowhere on and, the and interstate. Like almost instantly, yeah. right? It was like you're going 70 miles an hour and then you can't see. Just it just uh, came upon them out of nowhere completely. Wow! And because of it, it had 150 vehicles, over 150 cars pile up, and seven people died. Oh, how terrible! He had 25 people injured. It looks like a junkyard. Jeez. Like the overhead pictures of this, I'll, I'll probably end up putting it on the website. Maybe not the morning show blog, but just to have on a 50 WFTL as like a uh. featured story there, because this is a big deal. And just the visual of this is. Striking. It, it looks like a junkyard with all these cars just piled on top of each that's, other. That's horrific. Horrific. And and one of them, wasn't it a tractor? It was a tanker. There was a, there's a few tankers yeah, in there. Yeah. Burst into flames. It was a marsh fire and a smoke it, it mixed with the fog that reduced the visibility to just zero in like an instant. Wow. Awful. It's like during the, the fire season. Right. It's just like, you know, uh, late spring around here, early summer, when they have to shut down the turnpike because... You know, everything's burning in the woods and you can't see because of the smoke. That's terrible. So not a good situation there, unfortunately. Sad story with seven people dead, but just incredible when you when you look at this. It's like, how scary must that have been to get stuck in that? Gosh. Wow. Terrible, terrible. Well, I have good news, All right, finally. Good. Go what ahead. was the name of that tortoise that you had that escaped its pen for like the 10th time? His name? Uh, Prometheus. I don't know what his name is. But yeah, he kept escaping. It was, and it was like a, a vet who had him out in a pen outside, and this tortoise kept. Where did he go? How do you lose a tortoise? Well, <laughs> as the people in Interlochen, Florida, I got to go figure. I've been through Interlochen. It's in Putnam County, I think. Okay. Yeah. Sixty-pound fugitive tortoise. Sixty pounds. Sixty pound. Don't know what its name is. Crazy is what we'll call it. <laughs> Escaped in 2020. Three, Three years, years ago. ago. 2020. Someone yesterday spotted her trying to cross a highway. How do you know it's the same turtle? I don't know. They just saw a big turtle crossing the street. Well, you see a 60-pound turtle walking across the street. <laughs> hey, come on. Well, you see, you see the turtle say, hey, that's Terry. He's been missing for three years. Three and a half to be exact. Oh, How far did Crazy get in three and a half years? Take a guess. <laughs> uh, a mile. Oh, come on, give her more credit right. than that. She made Ten it miles. five miles. Five miles? Three and a half years. She wandered away from her home in Hawthorne. Uh, she was headed east in the direction of Africa, they said, toward her homeland. Oh, that's funny. That's pretty funny. Uh, they say she averaged about 1.6 miles or 8,800 feet a year. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> this poor turtle. So they find this thing and he's like, 
You gotta be kidding me. I just spent the past three years. It took me forever to get five miles. Leave me alone. Actually, they said because it gets cold up there, it, she was a little bit, you know, worn. But Aww. they're gonna, she's going to be okay. All right. So anyway, she's home. Jeez. But see, that beach her. She's got five miles away in three and a half years. These that's, mischie- that's, that's, that's striding there. That's true. That does, that does beat mine from a couple weeks ago. These mischievous turtles. You got to watch out. So this last story here. To close that rapid fire, I think I kind of relate to this guy. Oh, God. A 71-year-old man in Africa. How do you relate to a 71-year-old guy in Africa? I'll tell you how. Okay. Because he is now making international headlines. It has been discovered that he has been living in isolation for 55 years. Oh, my goodness. Who found him? Voluntarily. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> he must have been ticked off. I guess. Yeah, leave me alone. I've been nice and quiet for 55 years. You're screwing up my life. But why was he living in isolation? Because he's terrified of women. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I thought you were going to say he's terrified of spiders. <laughs> no, I get it, man. It's like sometimes you just you want to avoid the conflict. So I don't know what happened to him 55 years ago. But oh. boy, it's it seemed... Whatever happened for the better option being to live in isolation <laughs> must have been pretty extreme. I feel bad for this guy. He's petrified of women. Terrified of women. So he's, he's like, just leave me alone. He's a weekend with me. <laughs> <laughs> he sees you. Jen. <laughs> so he's like, leave me alone. seizures. <laughs> oh, geez. He's just out of here. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Poor guy. So well, is he going to be it, okay? Yeah, he's why, fine. So it, what, did he find a new woman? That's why he came out of isolation? Do no. we know why? They said he's been suffering from a case of perfect happiness and bliss. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that last part up. I figured. Yes. I figured you would. Anyway. Oh, All right. Well, coming up, be thankful that you had this captain and co-pilot in the cockpit of an Alaskan Airlines flight. Because somebody else in the cockpit tried to take the plane down. This is horrifying. Yeah. So now what are they going to... You know what? I bet you they're going to be doing anybody that's flying jump seats going to be checked. Yeah, really. They'll have oh like my a, God. an MMA fighter. Either that or instead. they put them in handcuffs while they're sitting in the little chair in the back there. Anyway, we'll tell you about that. And uh, do we have a new speaker of the house? Mm. Ooh, ooh, maybe. Yeah. No. That yeah. ain't going to happen. Not in our lifetime anyway. It's all coming up <laughs> next. 850 WFTL. We've got the uh, guy that tried to shut the engines down uh, out of the cockpit, um, and he uh, doesn't sound like he's causing any issue in the back right now. I think he's the dude. Other than that, uh, yeah, we want law enforcement as soon as we get on the ground and park. That would be the captain of the Alaskan Airlines flight that was en route to San Francisco from uh, Everett, Washington, mm-hmm. from Payne Field Airport, wherever that may be. Had to divert to Portland, Oregon. Why? Because the guy, an off-duty pilot, 44-year-old Joseph D. Emerson, who was riding in the jump seat, decided, once the plane was in the air, to run over and apparently pull what he calls the fire extinguisher handles. What are those? Those cut off the fuel to the engines. Okay. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, So in the event an engine's on fire... It closes. It's a valve in the wing that closes and shuts down the fuel line to the the engine. So if the engine's on fire, first way to put out the fire is stop the source of the fire. You get rid of the fuel. Fortunately, I don't know if it was the captain and the first officer. They were able to keep the engines from completely failing the plane, apparently. And we'll tell you why. No one knew what was going on. So they did it, you know, seamlessly. But... At the same time, somebody's fighting this guy to subdue him. <laughs> and yeah, right. Either he was little and they were bigger or he they would, I don't know. We don't know what happened in the cockpit. But either way, the captain was pretty well, you know, calm there. Unreal. Well, that, that's what they're trained to be, right? I mean, I know you, you know from experience, these captains, these pilots are trained to stay calm in, you know, extreme situations that would send anybody else freaking out. So... There was, a, there was an incident incident years ago before flight aware was available to the public. I, I had my husband gave it to me and he said, here, you can figure out where I am anytime. And I could watch him fly all over the world. He was leaving. He was leaving South Africa, I think. And he was supposed to leave at like 10 o'clock at night. And, and the plane took off. And the next thing you know, the plane's gone. And I'm like, oh, my God, where's the plane? You know, I went to check it a little while later. It was gone. So he didn't come home and he was supposed to. And then I was panicked. And then finally he called me like early the next morning. I said, what the heck happened? Where have you been? He goes, oh, nothing. It was a 
fire in the cockpit. Like oh, jeez. Like it was no big deal. Right. I said, what do you mean there was a fire? And I'm like freaking. Right, right. I, he goes, hey, it was nothing. He goes, you know, we got a little smoke. We had to turn around. And I was like, oh, my God. I would have panicked. So this is what they, they're trained to put up with this kind of stuff right. all the time. So they subdued this guy. This guy is now facing 83 felony counts of attempted murder. Yeah, good luck. 83 counts of reckless endangerment. One count of endangering an aircraft. He's not going to go anywhere uh, but prison for a very long time. Very, very long time. Or a mental facility. I would assume there are some mental incapacities there going on. So strange. Wow. What makes somebody do that? I just... For for all accounts, this guy was just a normal dude. You know, he's a pilot and he's going along with his... You know, guys that he knows, you know, work friends, I guess, and he's sitting in the, you know, the the jump seat, as they call it there, in the cockpit, and just obviously had this planned to try to crash the plane and kill everybody. Isn't that terrible? Thankfully, everybody's okay, like you said, but that is scary. We hear a lot of crazy airline stories. Yeah, with uh, Jay Ratliff. Right. This is crazy. I've never heard that before. They say the fire suppression system consists of a T-handle for each engine, and when you pull it, it shuts down the fuel to the engine. So I don't know where those are. I would assume they're close to – he probably had to reach over the captain or the co-pilot to get to it, I would assume. Yeah, he caught them off guard, I'm you sure. Know? And and they, they took him out because of it. But, but put it this way. They talked to one woman who was a passenger. She was in the back. Her boyfriend was up in front. Neither one of them – one of them slept through the whole thing. And she said, I knew nothing was going on until they said, hey, we're landing in Portland. So whatever it was was contained to the, the cockpit and no one knew about it. Which was nice to know. Yeah, well, that's that's good. At least there wasn't any panic in the cabin. So unlike the JetBlue plane at, at JFK, oh, geez. which decided to come a little bottom heavy and go tip up, just like a seesaw, <laughs> uh, they said it was because they uh, and the nose of the plane straight up in the air. It was like pretty. It was sitting on its tail. Uh, they said it was because the crew unloaded the. According to them, they unloaded the the cargo from the front of the plane first, which made the back of the plane bottom heavy. So the top heavy. That and seems like it could have been bing. avoided. Yeah, well, I, who the hell knows what's yeah. going on. All right. Oh, this, yes. This is going to be probably the biggest thing to hit Netflix since the original games. Yes. Now, you and Bill watched Squid Game. Yes, that's right. I did not watch it because I tried to watch it, and then it got too violent for me rather quickly. But apparently, they are now coming out with a game show, a reality <laughs> show, based on the TV show. Attention all players. It is now time for the next game. <laughs> yes. Oh, yo! oh my god. Oh man, I cannot wait to see this. The tagline is make friends, make enemies, make millions. Mm-hmm. Uh from what the 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 trailer shows of this Squid Game reality show is they basically play just like they do in the in the movie or whatever it was the TV series it was a series right Squid Games yeah it was a series yeah. it was a series mm-hmm. so but the difference is when you lose in this one you don't die <laughs> because right, that's, that, that's, that's what difference. happened in the other one right that's right yes you died yes in this one you <laughs> you just get thrown off but I guess it, it you know, they they show it's all the same games you saw in the TV show. Uh, that that creepy doll was there too. They walk into a big field and that that creepy doll sitting there. And I went, oh no! I'm gonna put this trailer up on the morning show blog because it looks phenomenal. It's it's basically the TV show, but come to life. They have the exact same set. The people are in the same green jumpsuits. They're they sleep in the same type of like bunk beds and everything. The people who work there are in those pink those jumpsuits with the shapes on their faces. And it's all the same games, like you said. The you know red light, green uh, light with the giant doll. And the, now, did the doll shoot them if they didn't? They do get shot with paintballs. Oh, so they okay. show you that in the trailer when you get <laughs> oh, when someone hurts. moves because they didn't know what to expect, right? <laughs> oh my god! So when they move, they show one woman she she moved, and all of a sudden this paintball just hits her right in the chest, and she's like, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> and so and she's out, like she's out of the show. Wow. So that's it's just a process a of elimination. Ball. Yeah, exactly. So are the are the the shooters inside the doll? No, they're on the sides. Oh, on the roof. okay. That's Since that's I how it was in the show. I, so. I didn't see the TV show. But they have all the same game. Like you know, the, if you watch the show, you'll know like the honeycomb game. You have to try to cut this honeycomb out. It's like an impossible challenge without cracking anything. There was this game where you had to jump on the tiles. If you hit the wrong tile, then you fall through the cracks and you hit the floor and die. But the people are actually falling, obviously, onto a mat on the bottom. But no, they're but bro- still that feeling. Oh my god! The, t- the wrong tile, and they're like, "You've been eliminated." It's oh like, my god! And then the social aspect, where you have to, 
you know, make your alliances with people. This show looks incredible. It comes out late November. November 22nd, to be exact. Just before Thanksgiving break. Yeah, that's right. And do you so. remember, by the way, the winner gets over $4 million. Wow. So do you remember when we talked about this, actually, when they said they were going to yes. have this show? And I told you and Bill I was going to try out. I never did. But now I can't wait to watch it. Did it you amazing. even know about tryouts, though? Yeah, but I think it was like, it wasn't anywhere local. I would have. It's like Atlanta or yeah, something? Yeah, I would have to go to like California or something. I'm like... Eh, okay. I'll just watch uh, it when it comes was out. Was this like a worldwide search for people? It was, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. And maybe you can try it for the next one. Maybe. You do that? Yes. Oh, absolutely. My God. $4 million to one person? I, or wow. whoever else wins. Yeah, but I think it's the one winner, just like the show. So. Holy cow. Well, anyway, November 22nd. We'll keep you posted. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about it. Ah, something other than Squid Game that is huge is already out, and you could own it. Just with a click. Oh. And it's probably going to be an eye-opener for a lot of people. We'll tell you what we're talking about coming up next at 850 WFTL. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Well, Bill's not here. He'll be back tomorrow and I'll be gone. No. <laughs> we plan, now I know. We plan it this way so we all don't have to see each other. That's right. <laughs> it's like Christmas vacation. Oh, you yeah. guys take a week. I take a week. So that way we get like, it's like collectively 18 days away from each other. And people think we don't do it on purpose. We do because it's like a marriage. Get yeah, out of we're, my we're in a room five hours a day looking at each other. After a while, it's like, ah! Anyway, <laughs> I tease. Uh, the good news is Diener's here filling in, and he's not sarcastic today because he's gotten over the Dolphins losing. Yeah, you got to move on eventually. I'm you know? sorry. Well, I, I know that feeling. It's like Ohio State loses. It's like somebody punches you in the gut. It's like, you, God. You got to accept what happened, know that things will you know, have a chance to get better later on the season, and move on to the next game. We're on, we're on to the Patriots, Jen. Oh, well, you shouldn't have a problem with that team. Come I would on. hope so. We'll they see. suck this year. Well, they, they beat we, uh, the Bills on this past Sunday. I know, Sunday, and I didn't so. like that. It was yeah. funny because we were at dinner, and my friend went, your team's winning. I was like, what? Yeah, that was a great game, too. <laughs> it was. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the best news today, two more hostages released by Hamas, uh, two elderly Israeli women. Uh, they have now, one of the women, the, the 85-year-old, the woman's pretty incredible. She talked about... Uh, how they took her from her village, that there was bombing all over the place, and then uh, they, they were burning down basically where they lived, and they dragged her out of her house and threw her on the back of a – what, they beat her? And then they threw her on the back of a motorcycle. Yep. She said uh, they hit her in the ribs a couple of times. Fortunately, nothing was broken, but she said it made it rather difficult to breathe. Uh, and she said once they took her hostage, they – they went into this underground tunnel, and she said it was like a maze. They just kept on walking, yeah. and then they ended up in this room. She said there were a bunch of people. She said probably more than 200. And then they separated us to a group of like 25. And then they took her from that and put her in a separate room. And I think it's because they were older and they needed medical attention. So she said once they put them in their separate room, uh, there was uh, two or three of them, she said, uh, for at least four or five hours, they were kept separately and then they were all put together. She said they were very friendly. They fed us. They made sure, you know, we were clean. They made sure we could eat. She said they gave us pita bread and hard cheese with low-fat cream cheese. Oh, well, at least they conscious. fed them. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Uh, she said, uh, and this one particular woman, they have a picture of her, this 85-year-old. As she's leaving, she grabs one of her Hamas terrorists that was keeping her kidnapped hostage, and she looks up at them, and she, she says, peace, shalom. Wow. And, and people are shocked, and she said it was because he was very nice to me. This still knowing that they're holding her husband. Right. They have, she has no idea where her husband is. He wasn't in the group of people that she was with. Uh, the other woman, I think she was a little bit worse for the wear. She was younger. She's uh, like 79, not by much. But uh, when they got out of the, it looked like a Red Cross van. And when they were turned over to the Israelis, uh, the 85-year-old got up out of the van and she walked with help. But the other woman had to be put in a wheelchair. So I don't know if she was like that before she left. Uh, she's not. I, I haven't seen her speak. It was the 85-year-old woman who's doing all the talking, and 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 she's giving them a plethora of information. Whether or not it helps find where they were held captive, you can only hope. Right. But I don't know. It's it's a weird kind of you know psychological you know like a situation where you think about the atrocity the, the atrocities that Hamas committed in the original attack on now, October seventh. Horrible. Oh, just evil, despicable animals. And then they kidnap you, they beat you, they kidnap you, but then it's like, well, they were nice to me while I was there. 
it's just amazing how you know they, they can play these psychological games and make you feel like and you know they're they your do. friend despite the incredible evils that they perpetrated. Yeah, it's kind of scary, isn't it? Gosh, jeez. I mean, I'm I'm glad that. Look, they're not releasing people out of the kindness of their heart. These aren't nice people by any stretch of the imagination. No, and I, it's all strategic. Yeah, and, and I'm trying to think of the strategy uh, strategy behind this because they are assuming Israel, uh, on the bequest of the United States, Israel is not moving into the Gaza Strip on the ground because of the hostage situation. Right. The United States keeps on saying, wait till we get the hostages out before you go in because you know the minute we go in, they're going to kill everybody. Right. And, and that's the mindset. There's no reason to keep them alive anymore. Yeah, then, it, then they're not going to be so nice and treat you so well. So, And here's the thing. How long is Hamas going to be nice to them? So we can only hope for much longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in better news, it is a cataclysmic day in the book world. What? What happened? Oh, it's Britney's book oh, is out. Stop the presses. Oh, are you kidding me? And what happened is they had to release it a little bit early because Mexico released it a day early. It was supposed to come out today. Mexico released it like yesterday afternoon, and the world clamored and went, oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Mexico's already got it on the streets. we got to beat them. I knew I felt an earthquake yesterday. It must have been the world (laughs) shifting as this book got released early. Anyway, it is called (laughs) The Woman in Me. Uh, It accidentally went on sale in Mexico, but now it's on sale everywhere. So it is Britney's memoir, everything you ever wanted to know, and then some, and probably not so much. Uh, however, they also released, because she talks about how she tried out for The Notebook. The the role actually went to Rachel McAdams. Yeah, the video popped up yesterday. It was interesting. But, uh, yeah, they said um, that, who was it, Ryan, is it Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Phil, well, who, what, Ryan, what Ryan was in that movie? I get him confused. <laughs> Ryan Felipe, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, this, Ryan. this one was Ryan Gosling. Gosling, okay. Just played Ken in the Barbie movie. Okay, so Ryan Gosling said she was, he even said it was phenomenal, and it came down to between Britney Spears and Rachel McAdams, wow. and Rachel McAdams ended up getting the role. I don't know why they picked her over Britney oh, Spears, but. She was great, though. She was, she was very good, yes, yeah, so that horrific movie, <laughs> Just, Tears. Oh, it's a great movie. Oh, you cry through the whole damn thing. Oh, anyway, it's a great movie. Um, so it, it, her book comes out today. If, if you want to read it, uh, be my guest. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll do a full book report for you, Jen. Thank you. I'll, I'll read it You'll today. You'll read it? You're yes. going to go get it? You'll read it? I'm a woman say, in me. I'm you gonna, do that. Yes. <laughs> Take I'm going for Target. the team. I'm going to check out, <laughs> go to the checkout with, with some vanilla ice cream and a woman in me. There you go. Go home and say to the kids, guys. No, no school. school today. <laughs> I'm reading Britney Spears' book. I'll have okay. a full report tomorrow. Okay, I have I have breaking <laughs> news in in the sports world. You do. Bill Adams was right. Oh yeah, I think he said this probably at the beginning of last week. Was it about the beginning of last week? About a yeah, about a week and a half or so. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while. He said this team is going to go to the World Series based on one thing, and that one thing is creed. Yes. Okay, stand there. Scott, step. Whoa, open your arms wide. The Texas Rangers, I guess he said halfway through the season, they really were pretty bad. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, they started playing Creed in the dugout, the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of their albums. Did, did they have more than one? Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay, anyway. Are you serious? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm not a big Creed fan. Come on. Anyway, they started playing Creed in the dugout, <laughs> and the Rangers started winning. Yeah. Well, the next thing you know, they make it to the pennant race, and guess what? Last night... They won, and they beat the Houston Astros 11-4 to in Game 7, so they're going to the World Series. Here's the Rangers starting pitcher, Max Scherzer. Baseball's crazy. You know, it's never been done, and here I am. I've been on both sides of it. I've got to do it twice, so but it was a hard, hard series. Houston's a great team. We beat a great team, so here we are. We're in the World Series. So they're going to the World Series. Uh, they will play, is it the Diamondbacks or Philadelphia, right? Because they're in Game 7 too, right? This is the... Well, the fourth time in baseball history, baseball's been going on for a long time, the fourth time in baseball history where you have both championship series go to a Game 7. Really? Because, yeah, the Phillies were up 3-2 last night, and they lost at home to Arizona. No. And Arizona forced the Game 7, which will be played tomorrow, I think. In Arizona? I believe so. I'm going to check it out just to make sure. Okay. I'm going to fact my check. We have to go to break, but I want to fact check myself before we go to break. One wow. second. No, that's okay. Fact check, just check yourself. No problem there whatsoever. Uh, in the meantime, do we have a new speaker of the house? No. Do we, do we, do we, do we? Uh. Uh, no. And we may be waiting <laughs> till next year to get one. And this was a pretty incredible story in regard to what the California Highway Patrol uncovered 
on Sunday. Ah, Tuesday. T- tonight. Oh, oh gosh. Tonight. Game seven will be played tonight in Philly, Citizens Bank Park on oh, TBS. Okay. So, there you who go. do you have? I think Philly wins. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I think so. All right. So just so you know, all right. Who who beat Atlanta? <laughs> uh, Philly. Did. Okay, yes. so I'll take them. Yeah, because right. th- that was a good series too. Anyway, we get back and we'll talk about the Speaker of the House next. Eight fifty WFTL. It's the South Florida Morning Show. Jennifer has the day off. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully, his uh, plane makes it out of New York and he doesn't miss it. I got a feeling he's going to extend his vacation. I'm just saying. Feeling <laughs> <laughs> my bones. I know. I see this image of Bill like running through the airport, like in Home Alone. We gotta get to the plane. <laughs> they don't let you do that anymore, right? What, You're not run allowed to run. The air- yeah. I don't know. I've never run through an airport. No. No. Really? No. Wow. I refuse. All the times that you've begrudgingly flown. Yes. No. Never I've never ran. run. All right. I get there early. Yeah, me too. I'm so paranoid about missing a flight. I'm so I'm there so early. It's like, you know, the old saying, hurry up and wait. And that's, yeah. I always do that when it comes I'm, to a flight. I, it's just because I hate to fly and I, I have such agita yeah. that I, 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 I figure if I get there early and, and maybe have a couple of drinks before I get on the plane, <laughs> I'll be a little bit better. Still doesn't work. I'm just so OCD. I'm that guy. I am that guy that stands in the, uh, you know, little waiting room queue. Well, I'm like Group G, and, and, and they're there. boarding A, and That's you're right. standing there. You're, like, you're that idiot. Okay, I'm there like 45 minutes early, just with my arms folded, <laughs> leaning against the pillar. Like, I'm not missing this flight. I'm not missing oh my, my boarding God, call. What I'm is stand wrong right here. with you? <laughs> I'm insane. You I, get, are, I get so I'm, scared. Your poor wife, and she has to put oh, up with you. God bless your her. Poor children. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the, the, do we have a new speaker of the house? No. Anybody? anybody no. 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 Well, they're they eliminated one of them last night. <laughs> down to eight now. Uh, they're going to take a, a, another private vote again today. I don't know if they're trying to get it down to one. Who the hell knows? I've never seen anything so messed up and so embarrassing. It, it really is. It's, it, it makes you embarrassed if you're a Republican. You should be embarrassed for your party because they're stupid. Yeah, they're a bunch of bums. It's I'm like, telling you. They're, they're, they're they are a s- bunch of bums. Yes. Selfish hypocrites. I agree Can't with stand you. them all. I agree with you. Here's something else that you should agree with. If you're carrying a body, don't ask the cops for help. Oh, geez. <laughs> what happened? This guy on I-80 in Iowa. Where I, It's the I-80... It's truck stop. I hear commercials for it all the time. You do? I guess it's like a Bucky's. I don't know. I don't know. They run it late at night here, as a matter of fact. Anyway, <laughs> come to the I-80 Iowa truck stop. Whoa. You can get your hair cut, your dentist. You can do everything. They wow. got everything there. Anyway, Iowa that? State Patrol troopers. Dentist. <laughs> they do. Anyway. <laughs> They saw a car broken down on the side of the road. Guy pulls him over and says, you know, I need help. I got a, I need to jump. My car My car died. So state troopers, and as, as they're looking at this young man, 23-year-old Jihad Abdul Malik Gassaway is his name, by the way. His name is Jihad? Jihad. Okay. No, I'm not making that up. Okay. Uh, says, uh, just so you know, I am carrying. And the, he says, the, here's my gun. It's, it's right there on the console. And they get him out of the car, and they put him in handcuffs because he's got a gun and apparently wasn't supposed to have a gun. Uh, they take the gun, and when they go to grab the gun, they realize, oh, you have a passenger. <laughs> and the passenger's sitting there, and he's got a sweater, you know, draped over him or a jacket or whatever. I guess it was kind of cold in Iowa. Well, another cop walks around on the passenger side and realizes, you know, this passenger ain't moving. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, jeez. You're telling me that this guy... <laughs> thought the cops wouldn't notice that he had a, a dead person a dead passenger okay yeah one that he had just shot oh my god so uh they they arrested dear old jihad who's 23 years old for abusing a corpse oh, <laughs> and, and possibly attempted murder because the guy had two gunshot wounds to the chest they don't know if it matches the the gun that they took from the kid so so uh, is he just driving around with a dead body i who the hell knows i don't know if he just shot the guy and then his car died i i don't know but by the way i didn't know abusing a corpse was was a charge. Oh, yeah. I mean, it should be. I, I've never heard of that crime before, though. Yeah, you're propping them up so you can take the HOV lane. Not a good thing oh, to do. Some people just buy, you know, like skeletons. plastic dummies or skeletons. <laughs> Blow up dolls. This guy, this guy is... puts a corpse over there. Oh, my gosh. I just thought I'd share, just so you know. Just saying. Well, just, just not, saying. A, not a smart thing to do. No, well, it happens all the time. Uh, I th- I think this is probably the, the saddest story ever, but it's a good story what? at the same time. Bobby, Bobby, what oh, was his Bobby. name? Bobby, was yeah. it Bobby? Yes, yeah, you Bobby. did the story. Yeah. I do believe 
Was it in like? It was a couple months ago. Yeah, I think it was like January. You did this story <laughs> that Bobby was just qualified as the oldest living dog in the world. Yeah. Well, Bobby's no longer. This dog lived till it was 31 years old. 31. This dog was only six years younger than me. 31 years old. <laughs> it died peacefully in an animal hospital in Portugal. Now, here's the thing. You got Spike. He was trying to move in on, on Bobby's title. Yeah. Spike's 23 years old. He's a Chihuahua Chihuahua. A Chihuahua. A Chihuahua. Yeah. You yes. always call him a Chihuahua Chihuahua. Anyway, <laughs> he's a Chihuahua Chihuahua. He was trying to take over this, this title. And then all of a sudden, Bobby's like, that's Croc. I'm 31. Step aside, punk. <laughs> well, the 23-year-old Chihuahua Chihuahua, Spike is now the oldest living dog. Oh, Spike so you the have, last laugh. If you have a dog older than Spike the Chihuahua, uh, you call up the Guinness Book of World Records and let them know because uh, Spike's title could be taken away. I like to imagine that Bobby kind of like passed the torch that like Spike visited him in the animal hospital and they had a nice, peaceful, touching moment together. And Bobby said, here you go. You cannot be the oldest dog. I don't think so. No? No. Because okay. uh, the Chihuahua Chihuahua is like in Spain and this one's in Portugal. <laughs> all right. doubt they had any interaction no. whatsoever. I can dream. <laughs> <laughs> What's the oldest dog you ever had? quickly oh it's 12 13 yeah see yeah 31 i've never heard of a dog living that old wow that's incredible it is uh coming up rapid fire wait till you hear what they're doing in oregon it will blow your mind Jeez. only in oregon yeah uh that and so much more coming up next 850 wftl time for jen and bill's rapid fire on news talk 850 wftl This is uh, Rapid Fire. We all come to the table with a couple of stories and everybody else chimes in and offers their opinion or dissent or usually dissent or whatever else may happen. Update you what's going on. This is, you know what, uh, my cousins live in Oregon. They do? Yeah, they've been there forever. Uh, This is the same uncle who was, he worked for the State Department uh, because of coups in Zambia, and I'm trying to think of where else he was in Africa. They were flown like out of the, their their place where they lived for years. He lived in Africa for years. Oh wow! He I can remember. He said in one one of the countries, he said the United States sent a hundred million dollars worth of equipment, farming equipment, to this one state in in Africa, this one country. He said the state he was in, they had no idea how to use it. So when he got there. There were like million dollar machines rusted away oh, because they had sat in a field. <laughs> he moved to Oregon. That <laughs> explains it all, right? High schoolers in Oregon, because of a new law, will not have to demonstrate basic competency in reading, writing, or math in order to graduate for at least five more years. Wow. You heard me right. Wow. They don't have to dem. Do not have to demonstrate basic competency in reading, writing, or math in order to graduate for the five more years. So what is the point of school? Uh, I don't know. To push you through. Uh, It was started during the pandemic, okay? Because they found out the kids that were learning at home were having a difficult time. So they decided, okay, let's, let's change the requirements. Why are they changing it now? Because according to education officials in this Oregon, in this state, uh, that the it, it dispor- disproportionately harms students of color. Oh my gosh! Now get Once a load again, of this. Woke policies ruining the future of, of America. Under the requirement, eleven grade under the former requirements, eleventh graders had to demonstrate the competency in things like standardized tests or word samples or work samples or something. And if they didn't. By the time they got to their senior year, they had to take extra classes in English, math, or whatever in order to pass. And then they couldn't take an elective class. So therefore, the marginalized population was being centered and picked on. So they said students of color, students with disability, and students learning English as a second language ended up having to take the extra step, and it wasn't fair. Oh, God forbid you need an extra step to make sure you're actually learning. I mean, so, that's, that's called staying after school. I stayed after school to learn things. I wasn't getting a concept. <laughs> You're still staying after yeah, school. Yeah, well, that's true, too. <laughs> that's also fair. Happens to me every day. But you believe that? So through the 2028 school year, they don't have to pass any test what for a waste math, of time. reading, or writing. A complete waste of time. So they're going to be morons when yeah, they, they graduate. Pretty much. Because they, there's no standardized testing required. And by the way, on top of that, if I was a person of color... 
in that state. That's humiliating. Going, yeah, it's humiliating. It's embarrassing and it's insulting. I would think, like, if I was, if my kids, if I was a person of color, I had kids in Oregon going to school, I would be complaining to the school. You don't think my kid is smart enough? Yeah, really. Because I'm a person of color. I, I mean, that's completely insulting. Eng- English is my second language. So I can't I'm, learn I'm it. Stupid? Is that right. what you're telling me? Yeah, I I feel the same way. But Good apparently, Lord. the Oregon educators don't agree. The woke mind disease. It really is. It's, it's, it's a it's, mental it's illness. It's really, it's really scary. So one of the people that ran for the governor and lost said, uh, "So we're making sure that these kids aren't going to be prepared for anything in the future." Oh, good luck over there. Wow. <laughs> tell, tell your family to get ready for wow. a bunch of morons. Oh, my God. Jeez. You know, that's, that's the ironic thing. They think they're too stupid to learn when, in fact, they're going to make them stupid by not forcing them to learn. It doesn't make sense to me. My gosh. Well, that that's, that's wow. Stupid. Anyway, so I'm going to go to sports here, Jen. Oh, good. Yes. Good news in sports? Uh, well, it depends if you're an Astros fan or a Rangers fan. Because we mentioned in the World Series, well, to go to the World Series, the, the American League Championship race, yeah. Series, the pennant, that the Rangers won last night, Game 7, over the Houston Astros. Right. Defending World Series champion Houston Astros. And who is one very famous fan from the Houston Astros? Houston teams? Houston guy has a mattress store. Oh, Mattress Mac. Whatever his name. Did he bet on Astros? Sure <gasps> did. How much did he lose? Down big no. Mattress Mac. So we talk about him a lot here on the show because he's a big better. And he, he became like famous. A million dollars bets, yeah. like big bets. He became famous during uh, Hurricane Harvey back in 17 when they had that horrible flooding in Houston. Him and TJ Watt. He when, opened up all his mattress stores so people had a place to stay. That's right. And TJ Watt, from, he was playing for the Houston Texans at that point, and he helped a lot of people charity and everything like that. So we learned about Mattress Mac at that point. We also learned that he is an extremely big better. He had $2 million <gasps> outright on the Astros. Oh, my God. Another half million and another half million three separate bets totaling three million dollars lost he lost three million dollars because of game seven lost last night i will say this if he if the astros had won that three million dollar bet would have paid out 25 26 million dollars wow who takes his bets that's, I mean, that's got to be a special booking yeah, agency that it's, it's takes gotta that be. hit. Come on. So he be, that was a big gamble. It was a big return, but the Imagine Astros being lose. married to something like that. Okay, honey, I'm going to spend $3 million on bets that the Gosh. Astros are going to win. But you also, I mean, does he, he seems to, um, outwardly, he seems to have the money to be able to lose $3 million. He does. And people were talking trash to him after the game, and he was not having it. Man, oh, was just screaming, cursing at Rangers fans. Was, was he really? Not in a good mood. Oh, usually he usually takes it in stride. Oh, no, not this time. Yeah, maybe he's in trouble. Yeah, I don't know many gamblers who, who, who end up winning in the end. Yeah. Right, so right. being married, I mean, you start losing your business because Oof. your gambling is taking over. You got problems. It's rough. Have you put your Halloween decorations up? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, how long have they been up for? Actually, uh, not as long as I would have liked. About a week. Okay. I well, did on it. the outside, I mean. On the outside. We had them in the house for like a month. <laughs> like September, I started yeah. putting mine out. A new poll finds first week of October. Most popular time to put out your Halloween stuff. 37% of people yep. decorate, say that's when they do it. 15% say before. That would be me. <laughs> Over half of us get them up early, so that's nice to know. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm already moving the Christmas stuff in. Oh, you, you got it on November deck. 1st? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that stuff's going it. up, and my neighbors can all complain. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, they st- they did a Google data to find out the most popular decorations. Right. So they are this, according to the top 10 for 2023. Pumpkins, number one. Makes sense. Corn stalks, number two. Who's corn stalks? I don't have one of those. <laughs> okay. Skeletons, got those. Sure. Black cats, well, I got two of those right. in real life. In real life, yeah. Uh, witches, got those. Sure. Tombstones, I don't have tombstones. Spiderwebs, no, I don't like them because mm-hmm. they're a mess. Yeah. Crow, do you have a crow? No, no crows. I have a crow in a cage, oh. and when it goes by, it goes, ah, oh. and it screams at you. Bats, not like the baseball bat, but right. like a real bat. <laughs> no, sp- it's, I have a spider. I have a big, huge spider that lights up. He's on the side of the house. Nice. I mean, he's big. He's All huge. Right. He's like, you know, eight feet across. That's he's a monstrous. And ghosts. Oh, the good stuff. So here you go. All the all the classics. Yeah. We've got this big blow up I got from Lowe's. It's a Haunted Mansion gravestone. Oh, yeah? It's Madame Leota 
from the Hunter oh, Mansion yeah. ride, and her eyes light up, and she says the part of the rhyme from the ride. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's really cool. I like it. It's, it was it was my big Halloween purchase this year. I was very proud See, of now, it. The problem is if you wait till buy them when they're on sale, the, there's nothing on sale because there's nothing left. Yeah, exactly. So you have to they force you to buy stuff. That's how it goes. I bought a new Santa over the weekend. <laughs> yes, I did. Just well so done. You know. Good for you. Come on. You know me. I'll finish off with this. <laughs> Sticking with sports to, to end it off here yes, today. Yeah. For all, all of us Dolphins fans, Caroline's boyfriend, apparently, you were saying, is like a, a mini no, version of me. He is, unfortunately. She'll get along great. So he'll, he'll like this year. You can tell him uh, later on today at, at dinner, I suppose. The Dolphins have been selected as this year's in-season Hard Knocks team. So Hard Knocks, if you know the show oh, yeah. on HBO, they follow along a team. It's a whole, like, you know, usually a preseason documentary. They had it for the Jets and Aaron Rodgers just this past, you know, preseason through training camp. Maybe it's not a good thing that they're getting it. I know, that didn't work out well it's for them. Bad news. <laughs> so, but they just started over the past couple of years doing an in-season Hard Knocks show on oh, HBO. How long does it last for? How many How many shows? I think for the next uh, few weeks or so, I think is how they do it for the in-season one. I think it's like, or maybe up to like December. I'm not sure how long they do it, but the Dolphins have been chosen. So they will be on later this fall. NFL Films is going in there, starting to film things. and Wow. It's going to start uh, later this fall to air on HBO. You can get behind the scenes of the Dolphins this season. So that'll be pretty cool. I Just thrilling. <laughs> when I want to take I knew a, you'd be excited. <laughs> when I want to take a nap, I'll put it on. Personally, I knew you'd be excited. <laughs> exactly. And when we get back, it's going to be a musical segment. Really? Yes. We're going to play some music from a popular TV show that is now a reality show. Oh, I think you meant like we were going to be doing like a song and dance here. No, no, oh. no. And another involves a member of a very famous group who hasn't sung their most popular song publicly in 16 years. Oh, my. And he did it last night. Oh. And he did a phenomenal job. I'm on pins and needles. How do you like that? We'll tell you all about it coming up next. 850 WFTL. This at Florida Morning Show, Jennifer Osdiener. Uh, Bill will be back tomorrow, we hope. Uh, he's having a grand old time in New York. Looks like it's cold because all the pictures have got a coat on. It did get cold up there, yeah. I was like, ah, that's what he wanted, cold weather. He got it. Uh, uh, tomorrow we'll be talking about, uh, do we have a Speaker of the House? Probably not. I, I, Most likely I've not. never <laughs> seen something so screwed up in my entire life. It really is. It's embarrassing. They can't get their act together. It's been three weeks. They can't figure out what they're going to do. Wake up, would you, Republicans? Uh, the closer to home, it looks like the Pulse nightclub uh, is going to belong to the city of Orlando. Last night, uh, the city commission voted to buy the land for $2 million. They say they expect the sale to be complete by the end of the week. So they're going to plan to build a memorial to honor the 49 victims of that 2016. 2016 shooting. Wow. I know, seven years that's, ago. Wow, that's incredible. Wow, that's a long time yeah. ago. I never thought about that. Holy cow. All right, so now it's the musical part of our show. Oh, really? Are you ready for the first one? I suppose. Or do you not have it? <laughs> because you are all excited. Am I going too soon? Is that what you're doing? No, 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 me? go ahead. I'm ready. I'm uh, just seeing which way you're going to go. Oh, this is, this is a game that is coming ah, to Netflix uh, November 22nd. It is based on... I still, you know what? We got to do some research because I don't know if Stranger Things beat it. Yeah, that's right. I still think Squid Game was number one. I they, think they are doing an actual Squid Game reality show. Can't wait to see this. And this is what the trailer sounds like. Attention, all players! It is now time for the next game. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this trailer looks so good. If you were like me and watched the show and got all into that, and obviously a lot of people watch the show, you have to check out this trailer on the Morning Show blog, 850WFTL.com or on the app. I'm telling you, if you haven't seen this trailer, it came out last night. I was sitting on the couch. Wow. I was watching Monday Night Football last night, and I'm scrolling through through Twitter at the same time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this reality show. Because remember us talking about it. I was like, oh, I should try out for this. That sounds amazing. Of course, I never did. But when I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, I got to see this. And I sat there with my mouth like <laughs> agape. Like, this looks incredible. Isn't that amazing? They copied everything from the show. Well, with the exception of killing people. Yes, that's right. Nobody dies. But they say it's it's uh, terrifying, but it's uh, you build alliances, know your enemies, and you're playing for how many millions? Four and a half million dollars. It's, One person's going to walk with four yeah. and a half million dollars. I how mean, many are there together? To 456 begin with. to start with. Uh, why is that the number? Is, why, why 
456. Yeah, was there a reason? I mean, in the show, I mean, I understand. I forget why they had the number 456, but that was... That was the number, so that that's what they start off with. But it, it really, it's like Big Brother. I love the show Big Brother. I want to get on that too one day. But it's it's like Big Brother on steroids. Wow! It looks incredible. I can't wait to see it. So November twenty second, you can check out the trailer on the Morning Show blog. The top ten films shows on Netflix: number one, Squid Game. Oh, there you go. Okay. Stranger Things was two. Money Heist came in third. Oh, that was a movie. Okay. I had no idea. Dahmer. The Monster, that was a oh. good show. Bridgerton, and then The Night Agent. Oh. Most watched uh, film, Red Notice. Oh, and you guys okay. haven't seen that yet. Or no, no, B- I saw it. I Bill liked hadn't it. seen yeah, it. I yeah, so it. I was like, okay. Okay, and our next musical thing, he hasn't sung this song in 16 years publicly. Robert Plant last night performed Stairway to Heaven at a cancer benefit. Check this out. It sounds good. Yeah. And she's buying the stairway to heaven. Not bad for a 75-year-old. It was a trust uh, uh, fundraiser for Duran Duran's Andy Taylor. He's been fighting stage four colon cancer. Oh, wow. So Robert Plant decided, you know what, for my friend Andy, I'll get up and sing. So hopefully they raise lots of money. That's good. Uh, We're back tomorrow. Uh, Bill, hopefully here from New York. We'll see if he gets out of the the wonderful Big Apple. He might stay for the next couple of days. (laughs) One never knows. Uh, If not, we'll be here at 6 altogether. Hope to see you then. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.